Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Great to be live with everyone today. Do comment below. Let us know where you are tuning in from. Let us know what you're up to. Let us know if you've got a prayer request. But just greet us. Just let us know where you're tuning in from. We'll get to the praying part. It'll be nice to just warm up into this. Amen. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Good to see you all. Let us know where you're tuning in from. Yeah, I said that already. hallelujah well i can see people tuned in from all over bless you great to have you all on uk caribbean africa usa poland ukraine great to have you all on today how's your week been it's been blessed and highly favored to be honest with you i mean it's been phenomenal really obviously on saturday ministered at a pastors and leaders conference over 150 leaders and assemblies of god pastors and really it was a phenomenal opportunity to be honest it was a sovereign hand of god you mm. know we don't water down anything we're radical we stay in our lane so when god just plucks us places us in certain environments we just go for it and it was amazing that's amazing. That is a real unique opportunity, really. Because we both come from the Assemblies of God. Obviously, you were um, dedicated into the Assemblies of God. And when I first got saved, I was born again into the Assemblies of God. And um, yeah, I-, I do respect them. But I do feel that they have let a lot of tradition in. Mm. So I do feel it's a real unique and amazing opportunity. I think it's so timely that you went. Yeah. Absolutely. I think no, obviously no denomination system or ministry is perfect. Well, I think a lot of, it's just, I think denominations in, in general at the moment, I feel because they've got their structures and, you know, how they did things a hundred years ago, they have kind of fallen away from those primary values and their cores of what they, the, the, the foundations they were founded on. But it was amazing. There were some amazing people there some lovely leaders, and I was able to share. I was able to preach on the power of the gospel, to be unashamed, to be bold, to be witnesses, to be undiluted in your delivery. And, you know, just go for it. And my main thing was it's time to be spirit-filled. Mm. It's time, ta- You know, if you were going to call yourself spirit-filled, it's time to act spirit-filled. And it was a phenomenal time, a phenomenal opportunity, and it was a strategic gathering. And I say that because I can go into 120 churches and release the fire, or I can be in one service with 120 pastors and leaders, and they catch the fire, and they go into their churches. And really, you know, the fact that that meeting was on a Saturday, then Sunday, they would have went straight into their services. You know, my prayer and desire is that there will be a ripple effect, that the leaders catch the fire Mm. and that presence, the word, the impact penetrates through the people, in the people, then through the people. And um, yeah, obviously my session was the final one. There was hands laid on, impartation as well. And yeah, it was amazing. You know, I really enjoyed it. That's really good. And it starts with the leaders, isn't it? Like even Mm. being a pastor now myself. I know that it has to start with us, that we have to be hungry for God, that, you know, Mm. we can't expect the church to be generous if we're not generous. Like we have to really set the standard. And I think with 
anything, you know, it's so important that it starts with us. It starts with the leaders. It starts with the pastors. So I think to be able to get that amount of pastors into a room like that, I think is so good because, you know, in general, just to get pastors together in a room alone is pretty much a miracle within itself, you know, when it comes to unity. Um, so to have that opportunity is absolutely massive. And I do yeah. think, and I really felt that when you were saying that you had been asked, I, I really felt like it's so good for you to go because like you said, you know, it, cause it starts with the pastors and if one, if you went for one pastor or two, like if just a few of them caught it, if they catch it and then they go into their church and then they change and transform their church, you know, it really is a ripple effect. And, you know, that's how we will see a mighty move of God in our nation. And I was even talking with another pastor the other day and then from another denomination, they're not the assemblies of God. And um, yeah, even he was just kind of saying how, you know. What he, denomination are they? Are you want me to go in? No, you're just saying what denomination they're well, saying well, AAG. You might as well say the other one as well. Sure, isn't it? But oh. yeah, they, they were Elam. Hmm. And um, yeah, I just kind of feel like apparently, I don't know if this is true, but apparently they're saying in Elam, you can't be any other title than a pastor. They don't actually have a title for an evangelist either, hmm. which is interesting. Um, but I think this church, they're really be becoming a lot more free hmm. and they're, you know, they're not being bound by tradition and stuff, you know, usual. Yeah, yeah. And because they're stepping out more now, which I think is great. They're really paving the way for the next generation. They've now getting calls from head office, um, you know, that they're not too happy and stuff. So they feel that they're going to have to pull away at some point, mm. which I, I understand a lot. But it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? I think, you know, you just, you got to just run with the fire. And this is where a lot of pastors and leaders are so scared of losing their credentials and mm. losing that status within a denomination. Definitely. And then that stops them from even doing what God is telling them to do. And this is where it comes to, are we fearing man or are we fearing God? Are we, have mm. we become more man-fearing than God-fearing. Like, mm. it's, it's 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 a scary thing. That's it. And I feel like with mm. us, like that's why even with me, like I, it starts with us. I want to be so hungry. I want to stay in that where we always keep that fear of the Lord first over fear of the man or, you know, even what the congregation say. Definitely. For me, it was so supernatural that I was able to minister there because if I look back at when I was a baby, my whole family were from a Catholic background. For me to be dedicated as a baby, not christened, mm. dedicated as a baby at Assemblies of God, Spirit-filled church, that was a miracle. Because all my cousins, most of them were christened. We had to go Catholic church to visit them and stuff like that. The fact that God broke the protocol for me was like, it was supernatural, it was sovereign. And then the same way now it's happened again. Like, look at us. I mean, through lockdowns, shutdowns, we didn't stop. We're radical. Mm. And the fact that we are still able to minister into certain denominations like that, it's nothing short of a miracle. And really, it's the favor of God. And one thing I love about what the Lord is doing through Walking Like Jesus Ministries is the fact that we aren't just stuck in one denomination there are certain denominations all they're doing is talking about their own denomination and their own pastors their own evangelists and certain Quite narrow close-minded yeah definitely and certain pastors only work with pastors in their denomination yeah. it's almost like a christian gang 
<laughs> you know, this is my denomination, and you know, and you've got to be careful because your allegiance and your loyalty isn't to a denomination. Ultimately, it's to Almighty God, yeah. and we are all part of the kingdom. This is all part of the kingdom. But obviously there's a fine line because some denominations are becoming abominations. Mm. Certain denominations that are, you know, to the world. compromising yeah. and these sort of things there. It's out of order. So you've got to have the discerning of spirits. But the loyalty is to Jesus Christ. The loyalty is to the scriptures, the word of God. And you said something earlier. You said it has to start from the top down. I want to read right now from Acts chapter 1, and I'm going to take it from verse 1. The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. So Jesus began to do and teach. So Jesus was not just teaching. He was doing the stuff. Mm. And I feel like it's important for leaders, and even if there are leaders watching this right now, don't just talk that talk. You better walk that walk. Hey. So this is what, you know, I think it's incredible, you know, what the, really we give God the glory for what he's modeled in our ministry, but, you know, it all is by his grace. Yeah. One thing I love, it's the model isn't just, oh, come and spectate. And watch us minister. The model isn't just, oh, come and be entertained. The model is to walk like Jesus. The empowerment that yeah, they can do. It. Exactly. The model is I'm sharing testimonies with you of what I've experienced through evangelism, through praying for the sick, through seeing people delivered from demonic oppression. And it's time for you to now walk in that. Yeah, it's that like follow me as I follow Christ type of thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it's the same with generosity. Mm. We can't be teaching generosity, but then we as the leaders are operating in stinginess. Yeah, That's why I deliberately, when we give away those cars in church, I deliberately do it public. You know, some people are like, do you have to do that public? The thing is, what we are doing, we are breaking a spirit of poverty and stinginess amongst the people. That when they see how we are operating, that oil, the oil goes down from the head to the beard, it drips down. So when they see how we are, that will drip down upon them and they will begin to flow in that anointing. In the generosity, amen. And we're talking about generosity specifically. So, yeah, this is why we do that. You know, publicly, you know, we want to honor, we want to give and, you know, it's the heart. And, and I take that really seriously because I was preaching on Friday and I mentioned this of just, you know, being in the secret place that I believe it's so important that I, I don't want to just be a preacher that preaches. Mm. Like I want to be living out what I preach. Like if I don't have a personal revelation on something or if I'm not walking in that, I, I don't really teach it. And that's why obviously I want to live the fullness of what God is calling me to be and be hungry on fire for God. So that it's like, you look at me and it's like, I I'm living this, I'm walking this. And this is where I say that, you know, we're not perfect, but the bar is high. Like as ministers of the gospel, as people in ministry that people look up to, like the bar is high mm. that we have to be living this. We have to be walking this. We have to be authentic that if we're one thing, you know, on public ministry and all holy thou art and then behind the scenes, you know, sleeping around, fornicating, doing drugs, drinking, whatever, all that. 
And God's exposing. Mm. We are living in a time now where there's a sifting. The sifting is taking place of the wheat and the tares. Mm, And this is where, if I believe, even with the pandemic, that was the beginning, the the shaking of the foundations of everything that can be shaken is being shaken. And um, I've been reading even in like Malachi three, um, I think it's like one onwards before like verse six. And it says that, you know, God, um, you know, it says to prepare, um, maybe you can quickly turn there or I can grab it. Do you want Malachi, yeah? Yeah, Malachi three, I'll just quickly go there. Um, because it just talks about, you know, the, oh, here it is. Um, it talks about being prepared for the return of the Lord. And ultimately, mm. you know, God has chosen us to be alive in this generation for Amen. such a time as this. And, um, you know, it says, behold, I send my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. And I believe that the Lord is calling us to really have our hearts prepared to welcome the return of the Lord, that the preparation has to take place in our heart. That means it has to take place in us, Mm. that we have to be ready for the return of our Lord. Like we have to be in the secret place. Amen. And he says, and he will suddenly come to his temple. Now, who's the temple? That's you and I now. Like we are the church, um, even the messenger of covenant whom you delight. Behold, he is coming. You know, don't grow weary. Like Jesus is coming back. Um, and it says, but who can endure the day of his coming and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and mm. a launderer's soap. And he will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver. I believe that there's going to be an intensification that's going to be taking place now yeah. on the body of Christ where it's, it's like the, the, the heat is going to intensify, but because of the fire. And this is why we have to carry the fire because the more that we get on fire for God, the less contaminants and the le- less of the, the influence and the intoxication of the world that can take place in our life. And I'm just going to quickly just go over to First um, Corinthians 3. And um, it talks here in First Corinthians 3 that, You know, your foundation is so important that our foundation in the secret place, that that foundation in our relationship with the Lord, um, I think I'll take it from 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 9. It says, for we are God's fellow workers and you are God's field and you are God's building according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation and another man builds on it. Let each one take heed to how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay and straw, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire that the Lord is actually going to purify even everything we do. And look, this, this the comparison of gold, silver, precious stones, those things which are, you know, eternal, we can use as a typology and then wood, hay and straw and those things which are temporal. Mm. So that which we're investing in the foundations that we have are eternal, that's going to be refined. And that which has been, you know, on the earth where people have just been living for these earthly pleasures it's going to burn and it's going to be nothing yeah well this is why it's important to understand that when you are under grace that does not mean inactivity or that doesn't mean sinful activity when you are under grace it actually means and empowers you into spirit-led activity so there's works yeah but 
to get right with God. The blood has made you right. So you do good works. But the good works have to follow. You know, I was sharing in church the other week that every one of us is going to get a crown. You know, I was encouraging people to serve and this sort of thing. You know, sometimes people get lazy and stuff like that. You want to say, look, get involved. When people are like, oh, can we fellowship with you guys? How do we get closer with you guys? Well, the reality is when people are actually serving, they're that little bit closer. When people are serving, we're able to be more discerning, recognize their gifting, notice who they are. And actually get to know them a bit more. But if people are like, oh, I don't want to serve. Well, the reality is maybe God is truly resisting the proud and giving grace to the humble. Mm -hmm. The humble are like, oh, I want to serve. Then the humble get closer and then they get promoted. Yeah. And our time is so precious. Like you do. You've got like people that are like, oh, like let's meet for coffee. And it's like, like you can. But it's like if you get involved, like you said, that I have. I'm able to pour into the girls that are around me whilst we're on the road when they're serving that I'm like, hey, and I can call things out. I'm like, hey, you know, you, I can see this area you need to develop in. And it's it's in that place that I know them. I know their strengths. I know their weaknesses. I know when they're okay. I know when they're not. And it's from that place of as they're serving Absolutely. that they get close to us. Serving is powerful. And just to stick to the point, I believe that as people serve and do things for God, serve in the church, evangelize, you know, pray for people and do the work of God, there are going to be rewards. Mm -hmm. The Bible says don't store up your treasures on the earth where moth and rust can destroy it. Store up your treasures in heaven. There are going to be rewards. Now, the Bible says every one of us are actually going to get crowns. And really the right thing for all of us to do when we're in that place before the Lord is to lay our crowns at his feet, right? And it's going to be quite awkward if some people haven't got a crown to lay at the feet of Jesus. Mm. And everyone's there given a crown, we're given a crown, and then you're there twiddling your thumbs, looking around, thinking, oh gosh, I've got nothing to give. It's like the parable of the talents, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. And it's almost like that awkward moment of when the offering buckets are going past and you've got nothing to give. Listen, you take that button off your shirt, you give something. If you've got a little tissue in your pocket, you give something. You know, I would advise you give something financial, but nonetheless, sow a seed. But imagine in that day when you're before the Lord and you've got no crown to offer your Lord. But this is the thing, and this is where it even goes back to what I was sharing in 1 Corinthians 3, is the foundations that we're building on. Like, there are people that they don't even come to church anymore because, oh, I'm working on Sunday now. So when they stand before God on that day, what did they sow into? Oh, I was working, or oh, I got this new job. But you put your job over the work of the Lord. So then like what you're saying is, what did they go into? Yeah, I mean, let's go one step further. Money has become their God. Yeah, absolutely. And people say, oh, it's not about church. I've got a relationship with God. Well, really and truly, that shows your level of maturity. Mm. You know, every student needs a teacher, Mm. whatever principle you are in. You know, every army has a leader. Every team has a leader you know and if if you're going to be one of those christians that's isolated mm. it's let me just word it like this wolves like lamb chops and when you are isolated wolves can hover around you 
you know, howl around you and they're coming to get you. They'll devour you. Exactly. If you are around the shepherd, the good shepherd, if you've got a solid spirit-filled brothers and sisters around you, listen, together we are stronger. The thing is, for people that aren't submitted to a church, the truth is they don't want to be accountable. They don't want to submit to a leader. Very good. Very good. And they, they don't want to be accountable. That's what it is. And I have seen this time and time again. The moment people get close and then they have to get corrected, they run. And it shows it's this orphan spirit <laughs> yeah. that they do not want to be submitted. They do not want to be accountable. They love being their Christian way that they are. But the moment that they get corrected or rebuked or, you know, and even a rebuke, people think you get told off. It's not. It's that whole thing of, hey, you can do this better. There's an area is. you need to develop in and that's going to help you go to the next level. The Lord corrects those that he loves. Mm. And let me just say this. People that don't want accountability to pastors, people that don't want to be committed to local churches, they are people that, aren't looking for a covering they're looking for a cover-up they don't want to open up they don't want to share things they don't want to go into certain areas to be corrected to grow through things heal through things areas that they still need deliverance they just want a cover-up but no 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 if you want to grow in the Lord, then there are key spiritual principles that need to be in place. Oh, you may you may say, oh, but I've got passion and I've got zeal and I've got gifting. Listen, desire without discipline will dissipate. Mm. So it's very important to have accountability because it's true. People are looking for a cover up rather than a covering. And that's the issue with this generation. Absolutely. And like, it's not everyone, obviously. No. There are some lovely, lovely people that are committed, that are sheep. Yeah, we're talking that are, about that. Yeah, but those that aren't. Well, this yeah. is what I was about to say, that for those from Pragma, you'll know that um, I've done a teaching on um, the sheep's goats mm. and wolves. And as sheep, you will actually be able to discern those traits we were just talking about because often those people who don't want to be fully submitted, they don't want to be accountable, mm. they often don't serve. And if they do, it's at a distance. Mm. They are the ones that the sheep don't actually connect with. They're the ones that the sheep kind of know them on that surface level. Superficial. It's superficial. Mm. There's And one thing, I'm going to say this word, vulnerability. As a body of Christ, as a church, we all have to all be vulnerable with one another. You know, it says share your burdens with one another. Con you know, it says confess your sin to one another. You know, it's important that we have that accountability as brothers and sisters as sheep. And that when you're going through stuff, like you need to tell your leaders, your pastors, and especially when you're making life decisions. Because listen, I'm talking about girls now. You've got these girls, that they don't even confide in you about when this guy comes along. Mm. And next thing you know, they're living together, they're not married, they're sleeping together, and she's as far away from God. And it's because there's no accountability, there's no vulnerability, because the moment you tell them, and this is the thing, they won't come and tell you about this because they know that we're gonna tell them the truth. Mm. So people really, what they do is, like what you said, the cover-up. They want you to tell them what they want to hear. They don't want you to tell them what they need to hear. And that's why when people come to me for my advice, I, I will say to them, they'll, they'll blurt it all out to me and I'll say, right, 
Do you want me to tell you what you want to hear? Or do you want me to tell you what you need to hear? Because I'm going to tell you what lines up with this. Come on now. And that is one of the main reasons why people don't want to be uh, accountable. They won't plug into a church. Mm. But then, like you said, you've got precious sheep. Sheep who love the still waters. They love being sheared. You know, sheep get sheared. They love that. That when, you know, the pastor, because in the word, it's not even a one-to-one thing. This is why it's so important. You have to be at the church on the Sunday. It's yeah. so imperative to get the teaching. Yeah. Because as pastors, we spend a lot of time in the secret place. We pray. You know, if you knew what pastors and leaders go through, what we do in the secret place, you know, the sacrifice we make to prepare the meal for the saints on the Sunday, that is your mentorship. That is your one-to-one. That is your feeding. That's your sharing. And it's in that place that, you know, you receive the word and you receive teaching and so on and Mm. so forth. It's so important. Powerful, powerful. Well, do comment below. Obviously, let us know what you think about what we're sharing. Let us know if you agree with us. If you don't agree with us, that's no problem. But we're just sharing with you what the word of God says. Hallelujah. Then this stream probably isn't for you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, if the shoe fits, just receive it. Hallelujah. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's one of those things of it's like, oh, you're feeling a little bit. No, you know what people want? Pe- people like um, ears to be itched. You know, some people like a good old itch in the ear. You know? <laughs> and they want to no, feel no, no. good. They love these <laughs> motivational feel good I see good some sermons. people just loving a nice little itch in the ear. And people are like that with spiritual things. They just want the word that gives them a nice little tickle in the ear. This is getting you know? so sensual. <laughs> no, no, so it's not sensual. You know, it's not sensual. I, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing a parallel from the physical to the spiritual. You know, I'm just saying, I see people in the natural realm, they like a good old, you know, proper put their finger in, shake it all about and whatnot. But no, but even spiritually, people just want their ears tickled. They'd love for us to give a nice little, oh, you know, you're amazing. (laughs) Keep, Keep not telling your pastor things. Well done. You know, and we love you. And yes, we love you, but we love you enough to tell you the truth. We love you enough to say God prunes, God corrects, God shapes you, God, you know. What they really want. Hallelujah. Come on, if you agree with me, say amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory be to God. They want their nappy changed. No, they do. They're spiritual babes. The people that act like that, they're spiritual babes. They want their nappy changed. They want the burping and they want the, oh, I love you so much. You know, and they, they want that. But there comes a place when you have to be a mature Christian where you don't need to have the pastor calling you every day to see how you are. I want to just kind of just bounce back into where we did kind of start off about the rewards because I just feel like it ties in so well. Um, in that, um, I was reading in one Corinthians three, we're talking about the, um, foundation. So now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold and silver, precious stones, each one's work will become clear for the Mm. day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire. This is first Corinthians three 13. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. And if anyone's work, which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. This is what we're talking about. 
you will receive a reward for all the work that you do. That's what I'm saying. God, l- listen, God owes no man nothing. Mm-hmm. God sees every hour, every minute, every sacrifice you put into the things of God. He, God honors integrity. Mm. Man honors what man sees, but God honors what man doesn't see. And that is what is m- so, so important. Is how is your attitude behind closed doors? What is your heart like when no one's looking? And this is why it's so important that the foundations are right. Hallelujah. And one of the biggest foundations that we are teaching on in this season is the foundation of righteousness. Jesus, hallelujah. When you Glory know God. that you're righteous, you don't care who's watching. You don't care who's looking. You're doing it unto God. When you know you're righteous, you don't get offended. Mm, when on. you know you're righteous, you can't entertain jealousy. No. It, it's just, it's foreign to you. Because when you're righteous, you know the position that you have in God. Before God, you know that God sees me blameless. God loves me. God accepts me. So if man doesn't accept you, it really doesn't phase you because you know who you're accepted by. Mm. Powerful. Powerful. And this is what Hebrews 5 verse 12 says. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. If you've got your Bibles, I want you to actually turn with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 2. You know, Pastor Tanya just touched on something beautiful. And, you know, I felt a a leap in my spirit of just, come on, that's it. Where the foundation has to be right, so the works then follow. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 2. I tell you what, this is meaty tonight. This is steaky tonight. And just to quickly interject before you go, though. You better be quick because this is cooking up. When your foundation is right, I'm going to let that get a bit more well done. But when your foundation is right, that knowing the righteousness of your position that you're standing in, how much more fruitful will the works be from that place? Listen, the works will be lasting fruit. The works will be... It will have greater impact. Absolutely. 100%. They won't have to force people to eat their fruit. People will see their work, mm, see their pick fruit, that. pick that fruit and taste and see that the Lord is good. It's a different level when you operate from grace. Mm. People that think, oh, they're preaching grace. Do they mean live however you want? Listen, you, you wake up, come up higher, says the Lord, because there's levels the to is, this. Pe- That's people are low living, level. But people are living the way that they want to anyways. People are living exactly. in sin anyways yeah. without being under grace. There you go. But this is the actual remedy. But anyway... Let's stick to this. So this is what we're saying. The foundation has to be right. And then we're touching on works. Mm. What works are you doing? The works that are ungodly will burn up. The ones that don't mean nothing. 
and the ones that are good and are godly, they shall last and they shall be, they shall remain. Hallelujah. So look at this, powerful. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 2, and I'm going to take it from verse 5. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. So, <laughs> this is so powerful. Not of works, lest anyone would boast. But then look at verse 10. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So God isn't against good works. God is very much for good works, but he wants the good works to flow from the way he has prepared and the correct covenant and the correct perspective. This is so powerful. Look at verse 9 and 10. Listen, if you've got your Bible right now, Ephesians 2, verse 9, verse 10. I'm speaking prophetically right now. May this go into your spirit, man. Pierce you, cut you deep, and release revelation that will lead to transformation. Ephesians 2 verse 9 to 10. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. We are his workmanship. It's not about works, but we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good work which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, I'm going to read Ephesians 2, 8 to 10 in the Amplified Bible, just because I really want you to catch this. For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and are made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving. It is the gift of God. Verse 9. Not because of works, not the fulfillment of the law's demands, lest any man should boast. It is not the result of what anyone can possibly do so no one can pride himself in it or take the glory to himself. Verse 10. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. Sheila bravasi anondroko. 
that we may do those good works which God predestined planned beforehand for us taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live this is so powerful so the scripture saying you're saved by free grace not of anything you can do of yourself it's not about your works lest anyone should boast you are Christ's workmanship meaning Christ has worked on you then it says you have been recreated you have been born again that is so so powerful you've been born again that now you may do good works so now your works are from a place of victory your works are from a place of you are made right your works flow from a place of not trying to get into the presence of God the blood of Jesus takes you into the presence of God from that place your works are now spirit-filled works yeah that, that your 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 works are operating from this from the place of the spirit man of the place of righteousness rather from the soulish realm of the the flesh and the works they're so powerful and I so think, works matter yeah it does but foundation is everything but the place that you're doing it from am i doing it from this soulish remember your spirit your soul you have a body am i doing this from this real fleshy soulish realm of reasoning of trying to get right with god am i saved i want to do this so that i get into heaven or i'll do this so god accepts me or i'm believing god for a healing so i'm going to you know pray as much as i can or am i doing it from the spirit man that born again part of me that's perfect and doing it from a place of knowing the word of god because remember, it's not even about the quality, the, the quantity of how much we pray. It's the quality of having that relational trust. But Father, I thank you that, you know, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, I am healed. And I stand on that word right now. It's powerful. And the reason why this revelation, which really is foundational, the reason why this revelation is so difficult for people to grasp the reason why is because they have been programmed by this world yeah from year one year two year three i'm talking about when you're five six seven year olds yeah you are programmed into a reward system yeah of only if you do good you'll get the smiley face oh, different when they're toddlers yeah isn't it? exactly you've been programmed into this so basically you only get good if you do good mm. now one thing i want you to understand christianity isn't karma yeah. karma is what goes around comes around karma is you get what you deserve christianity is i get what i don't deserve because if we were to get what we deserve we would go to hell absolutely but we get what jesus died yeah. for us that he, he took on the sin of the world for us and this is the reason why this is so alien to people is because things in the kingdom work in opposites mm. the bible says the weak shall be made strong mm. the bible says the last shall be first yeah. the bible says god uses the foolish things of this world to put the wise in their place yeah. this is just the way our god operates he doesn't want man to take the glory can you not see this in the scripture god does not want man to take the glory he wants the glory he's saying listen you couldn't do this in your own strength 
I made a way where there seemed to be no way. You were dead in your sin. You were just a rebel. You had a sinful nature. Christ died for the ungodly and you couldn't do anything in your own works to get there. Jesus did it for you. And now Jesus then changes your nature so you can do works from the right perspective. But this is why this is so alien to people. Because this is really an opposite of what people have been taught from when they were a child. Yeah. And this is why grace really is the opposite to the Babylonian system. Mm. This is why God's gift and God's mercy, you know, and really people hinder themselves because of what's in between their ears, being in their mind and their minds it's not being renewed. Now. Listen, the Bible says people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Mm. And let me go one step further. So that's one area why people are ignorant to this message or, you know, it's alien to them to even grasp it. But there's another reason. The orphan spirit. Mm. Now, the orphan spirit brings a dysfunction of I'm unworthy. No matter how hard I try, I can't gain that level of acceptance. The orphan spirit is really another demon. I say another demon because the first demon can flow from religion and, and religion and performance really can be attached to a religious spirit. Hmm. So the orphan spirit also places people into this realm where they just simply can't understand their value and they need to understand that there was value and is value there i say was because the cross is in the past and jesus died for the ungodly jesus saw value in us as humans that's why god sent his best he knew underneath that sin there are valuable children of mine that can get restored yes i'm gonna recreate them but i love that soul Hallelujah. So the orphan spirit as well. And there's a fatherless generation we're living in. And if there are fathers there, the fathers are carrying an orphan spirit. So that cycle just carries on. Narcissism and belittling and the list goes on and on and on. But let me tell you something. Jesus is the great deliverer. And even if your mother and father were like that, Jesus can deliver you. Amen. Grace sets you free. Amen. And remember, the reason why I say grace is a person, grace means unmerited favor, unconditional love. The reason why I say grace is a person, and this is how you spell grace, J-E-S-U-S or Y-E-S-H-U-A, <laughs> Yeshua. The reason why I say grace unveils Jesus is because John chapter 1 verse 17 actually says, the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Mm. The Bible also says, I believe is in the book of Hebrews, that in the old days, God spoke through his prophets. Mm. In these last days, God has sent and spoke through his son. Mm. Grace came down to us. And grace is a revelation. Grace is a person. And we give God all the glory. And this is such a liberating message. Amen. It really is. And that's what the gospel is. It's the good news. It's the too good to be true news. So, guys, we pray this has been a blessing to you. I know that I've been blessed by this. And we want to encourage you, you know, really get your head into the, you know, the book of Ephesians, you know, understanding your, your right standing with God, you know, 2 Corinthians 3, 4, 5, 
all of these um, scriptures, you know, Romans 5, 17, Romans 4, 5, 6, all of these scriptures are so important and they help you understand God's grace. You know, we could keep on going on. We couldn't even, you know, go into John yeah. 1. You know, it Ugh. talks about, you know, Jesus coming because Jesus is the person of grace. Amen. Mm. So, yeah, we, we pray that this has really been a blessing to you. Amen. And, um, yeah, let us know in the comments how this is blessing you every week that's going yeah. by. And we want to encourage you, if you haven't got a church we want to tell you to really plug into pragma church every sunday we're live at four o'clock if you can't come in person you know tune in online but if you are able to make sure you come you know god is doing something really special here in pragma church and you know we are we're seeing a move of god we are living Absolutely. in revival. So we really want to just bless you with that. So Sundays, make sure you come down. Obviously, we've got the tent revival coming up as well. Um, but before we do, I think let's um, let's give people an opportunity to give today. Yeah, definitely. Before we do that, I want to say a couple of things. We love being on every Wednesday with you. Treat this as a time of fellowship, a midweek injection of faith. Yeah. Uh, a you know treat it like you know the word is going in Absolutely. so make it a habit to join us every single wednesday you know put it on your tv turn up the volume and really delve into the word of god and we're really going to be taking you on this journey to see you guys get free you know so join us every wednesday of course like pastor tanya said church on sundays very important before we take up the offering, I actually want to do a couple of things. I want to let you know about the Tent Revival. Now, the Tent Revival is an incredible event. It's an event that consists of healing, deliverance, salvations. It's an event that really is life-changing for so many. So many have been inspired by this Tent Revival event that we've put on since 2020. And... This year, we're taking it to another level. We're adding morning sessions, afternoon outreaches, evening revival services, and we really want to encourage you to get there. If you've got someone who needs to be there, register them on, you know, connect with the ministry, get them to these events. It is going to be a phenomenal eight nights. Yes, I said it, eight nights, not one day, two day, three day, eight days. It's going to be phenomenal. So, you know, I also want to let you know that that's happening August the 5th to August the 12th. And you can actually register by heading over to tentrevival.co.uk. Also, we will be having a variety of soul-winning initiatives taking place. We've got local outreaches in Milton Keynes. We've got evangelism taking place in prison cells. We've got evangelism taking place through television ministry, and that signal is going into prisons and really tens and hundreds of thousands of homes. The signal is going everywhere. So, souls 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 are being reached so as you get ready to give today and so into what the lord is doing i really want to ask you to give from your heart i want you to give generously today because you are giving into the kingdom you're giving into eternity and yeah you know, we really appreciate those that stand with us. Every donation. Listen, it doesn't even matter how big it is or how small it is. You know, to someone, a hundred pounds is nothing. Someone, a thousand pounds is nothing. Listen, some of you, 
a hundred thousand pound might be nothing. It might just be sitting there doing nothing. To some of you, ten pounds may be everything. It's about the heart posture. Give from your heart today. And for those that wish to give today, you can head over to www.walkinglikejesus.org slash giving. And there are a number of ways you can give. You can give via bank transfer, UK giving, international giving. You can send a check. You can call up the ministry and give. So all I'm going to say is do give, give generously. And as you take up this time and as we give you an opportunity to give we are going to go into a video and you can head over to the website to give as we watch this video we love every one of you it's been an absolute joy to be on with you all and we look forward to joining you next week <laughs>